Hey everyone, I'm Michael and welcome back. We're so glad that you're listening with us today. Hey, we're diving into a new series. We just finished up one on baptism. Those are the past three episodes. I encourage you to go back and check those out. And right now in our Elevate community, we're in the middle of a series called Deep Calling. It's being brought to us by two pastoral interns and students from our campus. And first up on deck is Kayla Goodman. Hi, my name is Kayla Goodman. I am a junior theology major here at Southwestern, and yeah. She brought the message to us last week, progress, not perfection. And she sat down with Taylor and I to discuss that message, and we are so looking forward to you listening to this and engaging with us in this conversation. So without any further ado or pomp and circumstance, here's our conversation. Don't we have like a... Like a question you like to ask everybody, Pastor I Michael? do. Um, so normally, uh, you would be asked, you know, you ask a question like, oh, what do you do? Like, whatever. Uh, a better question, perhaps, is what makes you who you are? Wow. That's <laughs> deep. <laughs> Not sure we have time for all of that, but... The, the, the nugget the version. Nugget, yeah, the nugget, yeah. okay. Or what's something that makes you who you are? I would say my love for people that God's put in my heart. Okay. I love that. I would say I, I didn't really understand it most of my life and I still don't fully grasp it, I feel. But spending every summer at summer camp since I was eight years old, mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to foster that. And that's ultimately what led me to study theology is just how much I love people and I love God and I love the God who created people and yeah. just being with people and it yeah. just gives me life. And so, yeah, just I like that. people. <laughs> I like that. So this message definitely spoke to me because actually within like the past week or so, you know, like we're in like finals mode and stuff and dead week. And a lot of my professors have been telling me like, okay, Taylor, it needs to just be a project. It can't be perfect. And so mm. I completely related to like, get it done, move on. Let's let's make it the best we can, but it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. And that's something that I've struggled with um, in life, but then especially with my relationship with God. So what stood out to me was the fact that you highlighted different ways that you can pray and how that can look different for every person, whether it's journaling and that's how you feel the closest to God. I've journaled. Um, sometimes I don't like to journal because I'm like, God, I, I don't know if I want to talk to you in this way right now. I'm kind of upset. Um, and then other times it's just really having silence with God. Or maybe I'm in the car and I'm like, all right, it's time to talk. Like, I really need to talk with you right now. Mm-hmm. But that was special and that hit home to me because I've actually asked some of my family members before, like, so what do you do? Like, how do you spend your time with God? Or what does that look like? Oh, well, I spend an hour in the morning in prayer. And, you know, and like hearing, I have I have some awesome spiritual mentors, but hearing that sometimes is a little bit intimidating that I feel like my relationship yeah. with God has to look a certain way or my prayer life with God has to be a certain way for me to get that blessing. And so the way that you presented that was absolutely awesome. Have you have you also struggled with kind of viewing yeah. others' relationships that way? I would say actually my perspective has stemmed from actually an anger about this. Really? It's really it's a funny story <laughs> because when I was in high school, I went to Georgia Cumberland Academy and I lived at school. I was a dorm student mm-hmm. and I lived there all four years and 
to be an RA, you had to be a senior. And I knew I wanted to be an RA my mm-hmm. senior year. And I think everyone knew I was going to be one. Mm-hmm. And when the time came for my application, I was actually sitting at summer camp with like the clipboard and I start filling out this application to be an RA. And it's like, what do you like to do for fun? What makes you think you're responsible enough for this job? Kind of like answering up these <laughs> yes. questions. Like, I love that. First of all, I'm not responsible, but I, <laughs> I actually am. I forget that. But one of the questions that just angered me mm-hmm. was describe your relationship with God. Oh. And I was like, I was like, why am I getting angry about this? You know, like mm. I love God and I mm-hmm. love like just like the the naturalness of our relationship. And like, like I kind of explained in the sermon, like there's so many ways you can connect with God. It's yes. not like a textbook answer. No. Yeah. And I just got livid because I was like, how do you think from like three sentences that I can describe my relationship with an all-knowing being that will be good enough for me to get a position? Mm-hmm. And I think I literally just wrote like one sentence that was like, I grow with God every day. Like, that's it. Like, I didn't add anything. And, like, the the nice thing was, like, the deans know me well enough to know Mm -hmm. that, like, I do things. But I'm like, if I were to literally write down on paper, I have, like, three devotional times a day. I go on hour-long prayer walks with God today. I rant to him every second I'm alone. Like, I talk, like, about God to my fish, for goodness sake. Like, how can I I write that and then be like, wow, like, I'm doing all these check boxes to Mm -hmm. be good enough to qualify for this position. Mm, And so I just like, and I actually literally threw the clipboard across the room and shattered it. And my mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I I don't think like you should be able to like make those check marks to say, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm good enough. Because you think of like in the Bible talking about the Pharisees, like that's like, that's how like that that prayer like oh I'm better than this person who like can't give anything like I yes. I pay my taxes I give tithe I do this and it's like our relationship with God was never meant to be like just a textbook a test yeah. to yeah, get a hundred percent but it's that that flowing that just yeah. that rhythm and like that's what brings you to like the rhythms of grace and just like mm-hmm. you know because I'm gonna fail like there's gonna be one day I wake up and I'm like uh, no not opening my Bible this morning <laughs> sorry Lord but like even just yesterday like. <laughs> I was talking with a friend and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. And I was like, you know why? I didn't have time with God this morning. I was like, talk to me in 20 minutes. I'm like opening the word. I'm like, "Mm, just me and Jesus for a few minutes. "Mm." And then I was like, okay, I feel better, you know? And it's just that need Mm -hmm. for that relationship. So sorry, that was a long answer. No, I love that. No, I love that. I wonder what, um, you know, you mentioned filling out a a application. I was Mm -hmm. like, describe your relationship with God. And it's got like three lines in it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I resonate with the the person that made that application because I've made those applications myself as I've mm-hmm. been in positions yeah, to hire absolutely. students and kids to work and stuff. And I I think I get the intention behind it because as a as an employer you're wanting to know that someone is walking with God. Yeah. Yes. Right. But what does it communicate to the applicant that describe your relationship with God and you've got three lines and then it's like a checklist and you're moving on to something else, you know? And I, I, I resonate with your with your frustration with that. And I think mm-hmm. it's helped me gain a different perspective of how quickly we as humans want to evaluate each other and come to a a spot where it's like, okay, like uh Kayla's good. <laughs> Instead of sitting down and leaning in and talking 
with each other mm-hmm. yeah. and to explain, you know, cause you could, you could have been like, well, uh, I'm, I, I'm very, I, I, I'm frustrated a lot and I can and like, you know, kind of like share the negative stuff and like use your honesty. Um, but then if you come to know your heart and come to know you, Kayla, it's like you have a very visceral relationship with God. That's not very, for lack of a better term, high church that yeah. like God is here mm-hmm. that like God walks with you and yeah. you walk with God mm-hmm. yeah. and you're not afraid to be like, God, like that over there. I'm <laughs> yeah. Can, can we, we're going to have some words. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I just, I, I wonder what that uh, on an application communicates, you know, and I, I don't think it's overt. I don't think it's, it's intentional because I've yeah, done it, no. but the, just the subconscious of, yeah. of going through that. Well, how do I define my relationship with God in three sentences? Yeah. In the same way that I would have struggled to uh, define my relationship with my wife yeah. in three yes. sentences. I'd rather tell you a story than just give you bullet points. I feel like having it on paper is just, I don't know. It feels feels impersonal. It feels like, like you said, a checklist. Um, If I was in that position, I would feel uncomfortable because I'd be like, you know, my relationship with God isn't where I want it to be, but do I need to portray like it is Mm -hmm. to like get Mm -hmm. the job? Is this what they're wanting to see? Mm -hmm. Do I want to show them what they want or do I want to be real and say like, you know what? It's not where it, it's not where I want it to be, but I'm working on it and I'm going to be human about where my relationship is at with God. Yeah, absolutely. Like one thing that I thought about, like I talked to my Dean actually, Mm -hmm. um, we called her DJ And I was like, DJ, you know me. Like, I have been at school for three years. And every year I have held, like, a class pastor position. I was girls' dorm pastor. Like, you know my – I'm like, I was like, the countless (laughs) amount of hours I have sat in your office even Mm -hmm. just ranting to you in the night about, like, what I'm feeling God is doing and just, like, all of this stuff. And I'm like, and if the lack of a better answer on this application is the reason you don't hire me, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because – I would need pages and pages to be able to fully describe who I see God as Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we can't put him in a box. And like, I understand that intent too. Like when you're talking about getting applicants, like you want to know like that they're growing, you know, but it's also just like, like you said, you couldn't share your relationship with Melissa in three lines. Like Mm -hmm. how do, how are we expected to share our relationship with our creator? Like with love itself, you know, like I'm just like, oh, so but I love that, like the progress, like it's always like, kind of like mm-hmm. you said, you're not where you want to be, yes. but you don't want to have to put it down to say like, fit the box of what the job what they want. Needs. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like, no, because that's just not true. Yeah. That's unfair to my relationship with God to be like, I'm going to tell them what they want to hear, <laughs> but it's not true. Yeah. Another thing that I want to hit on that I, that I liked, and I also want to get your take on it, Kayla, but um, lately I know like in my prayer life and in my spiritual life, it's been difficult. Um, and I know I'm sure you've heard this like, oh, I'm so busy, but it goes beyond that. There are some mornings that I'm like, Lord, I want my time with you, but you know, all the things that I have on my plate and man, like if I could get a couple hours in on this before I have to go to class, before I do this, and I have this whole list of things to do, but I struggle fitting God in, Mm. but in my head, I know if I fit him first, everything else will fall into place. So why do I feel this like conflict of like, I'm being pulled, but I know I should start with you because you know what I can handle and you're gonna, you're gonna make sure that I get through my day, but man, like 
I, as soon as I hit the ground in the morning, I want to go on what is on my to-do list. And sometimes it's hard to like have the discipline to be like, nope, push that aside. Like what you were saying, like in the morning you woke up and you didn't get to have your time and you realized your day wasn't going the way you wanted it to. And you're like, all right, now is my time. And I don't know. Sometimes I know, I know lately I've really been struggling with that. Like, I know I need my time with you right now, Lord, but my to-do list is growing. Mm -hmm. Like what, why do I have so much on my plate? Like you, you can help me with this, but how? I would say what I think on As we look at living a devoted life to God and being in relationship with him. A question that pops into my mind is this. Should we try to schedule time in our busy life with God or should our relationship with God create our schedule for our busy life? What I think on that is it's actually one thing I've really been working with my therapist on mm -hmm. is creating those schedules yes. of what does your day look like? Mm -hmm. Because I am naturally a very busy person. Mm -hmm. I like doing things. Like yeah. even this morning, I have I have 10 o'clock class today. And before class, I sewed my mask for today. I sewed a scrunchie. I had breakfast with a friend. I had my Jesus time. I talked to my fish. I forgot to feed her, but it's okay. Or him. But, you know, it's okay. I'll do that later. But, you know, like I did all of this today already. And it's what, like 11, 15 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't feel rushed. I don't feel busy because mm -hmm. I've kind of blocked out that time. And for me, like right now in this season, being in college and being where I'm at, like, as like a theology major, I've been able to block out my schedule to I don't have class to like nine or 10 in the morning. And mm -hmm. for me, that's beautiful yes. because I just limit what I do before I actually go to class. Okay. And so I'm naturally sense. someone who wakes up at like 5 a.m. every morning. Oh my goodness. And so <laughs> I brew my tea and I just sit there drinking tea. And sometimes I'm staring yeah. off into space as I'm like sipping my mate, just like, all right, God, wake me up. But it's also just this moment to like yeah. slowly mm -hmm. wake up and just wake up with God. And one other thing is, is like, I try not to get on my phone. I try not to answer texts till at least 7 or 8 a.m. Okay. And I'm like, if someone I really like needs that. me, they can talk to me. But like, mm -hmm. other than that, like, because I could wake up first thing and just mindlessly scroll on TikTok or on Instagram. Yes. And like, I have done that. But I'm also mm -hmm. just like, what is this giving me? Rather Nothing. than like, I'd rather stare at a wall and just be like, all right, God, fill me up today. And like, mm -hmm. I ask for like your Holy Spirit. I ask for this mm -hmm. like newness of life to walk with you today because yeah. uh, me on my own, no, yeah. we don't want that. <laughs> I want to dwell on something you said, uh, the the idea of taking inventory or schedule of your um, your life. And I think sometimes, I know I struggle with it, I feel guilty mm -hmm. doing one particular thing with my time when I know I should be doing something else. Yeah. And I think the same applies, like the, the, it's easier for us to do it with money or it's easier for us to kind of grasp the idea with money whether we do it or not, I mean, you know, but the, to, to have a budget for your money, you've got to tell your dollars where they're going to go before you walk into Target or Starbucks mm -hmm. or XYZ. Amen. It's easier on a piece of paper to decide how much you're going to spend on something. And, uh, before you're in the heat of the moment yes, and like, oh, this is on sale or like, <laughs> I'm really craving it. this, I've got to get this, whatever it mm -hmm. is. And it's easier in that moment if you've already made the decision about the purchase. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't have the money for that right now instead yeah. of going into debt for whatever. And I think we go into time debt. Absolutely. Yes. Because 100%. we don't 
organize our time. And I'm, and I'm not advocating for a strict at 517, I'm going to stare at the wall no. for five minutes and then <laughs> no, get up and no. put my coffee. And then at 707, I'm going to brush my teeth for two and a half minutes and yeah, I'm going to yeah. X, Y, Z. But two, I like, I like the, the concept that you brought up of blocking your day out. Yeah. And that's something I've been wrestling with because uh, my wife and I are in a season of life where it's just, we're up to the gills in, uh, in so much stuff going on between a, um, a, a something happened in a medical incident happened in her family that we've been dealing with and taking care of. She's just getting ready to finish her master's. Uh, it's go time for wrapping up the semester at Southwestern. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on at the church and it's just like, <sighs> wake up in the morning and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I love the, the idea of setting aside that time and it's making decisions the day before that sets you up for success the next day. Right. Cause yeah. we can push ourselves the previous day so late in the evening oh, all the time that waking up early the next morning mm-hmm. is not feasible. Yeah. And so are you making decisions today that set you up for success tomorrow? And like touching mm-hmm. on like your time debt, like scenario, like for me, I, because I wake up so early, I try to go to bed early as mm-hmm. well. And so I try to be in bed by like nine or 10 each evening, which at times is hard because like you say, you don't always get the stuff on your to-do list done. No. And at a certain point, I have to ask myself, is this really worth sacrificing an hour or two of sleep? Mm. Like, is this really worth that extra time? Or Mm -hmm. could I try to do that tomorrow when I know I'll be productive and it may or may not get done? And so for me, I have like my to-do lists for every day. And I, I try to always start with like the most important things, like make sure I try to get those done because if this falls to get done on Tuesday, it'll be fine if it gets done on Tuesday. Yeah. And like sometimes it's like smart. I don't want to sacrifice this, but also I understand that I'm human. I can't be perfect. I can't get everything done. And also like just reviewing, like one of my other favorite rhythms that I do daily is like, I try to start winding down at 8 p.m. That's when I plug in my Mm -hmm. phone. That's when I set my alarms. And I'm like, no one else really needs me right now. And if they do too bad, but like, (laughs) I love that. just like, I'm not that important. So like, I can just plug in my phone. And then like, Mm -hmm. that's when I go brew a cup of tea, maybe listen to a Mm -hmm. podcast or a sermon or just like hymns. And that's when I like have my evening devotional, like, Mm -hmm. I'll do some stretching, I'll shower, I'll just get ready for bed. And I just have this like, okay, and then even like, right before I go to bed, I kind of go over like, cross off what I did that day and kind of add what I need to do the next day Mm. and know going to bed like all right God I release all of this to you because I don't want to think about it tonight Mm -hmm. I just want to sleep and then just like kind of like going in like I crawl in bed and I I feel like such a grandma I like turn on my little light I'm like reading a little book and I'm like wow (laughs) this is such a blessing and then like I just start getting tired like I shut the book turn off the light and I am out until my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And I'm like, why? But then I'm also just like, okay, I got to get up. And my alarms are outside of my room. So I have to physically get out of bed to go turn them off. And then like, I'm like, it takes like that willpower of like three minutes to be like, I'm not going to go back to bed. I'm not going to go back to bed. So I start turning on lights. I start brewing my hot water for my tea and I just start my day. And sometimes it's hard because it's like, I don't want to get up right now. Like I could sleep. And some days I do like, you know, my body needs another hour of sleep. I'm going to give it to it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I thank myself for allowing myself to not be perfect and to Mm -hmm. allow myself to have that rest, to heal, to just be. Because even blocking time, you put expectations on yourself that you can't always succeed at. Mm -hmm. So it's like acknowledging, wow. I'm human Mm -hmm. and I love that because I don't have to be perfect, but I serve someone who is and he fulfills me for my imperfections and I'm made perfect in him. Yeah, I love that. 
Oh my goodness. I, I relate to all of that so much. <laughs> um, We're just basking in Yes. John Mark Comer in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, put it well when he said that busyness is antithetical to the way of Jesus. And the biggest thing that we struggle with is busyness, right? And oftentimes I, I find myself wrestling with it as well. My schedule gets out of control and out of hand. But I think God walks along with us in the midst of that. How does God keep us on his schedule? What does it look like for God to be with us in our progress as we're seeking a relationship with him? Where does God come into the picture? How are we being held accountable? Mm -hmm. And as a community, as a body of Christ, we're called to hold each other accountable. That's what relationships, that's what friendships, that's what marriages are for, you know? Mm holding each other accountable to grow. And I know like I think of like a key like three to four people that literally could say anything in my life at any time. And like it would hurt sometimes and be like, (laughs) you're right. I really I really shouldn't have done that. You know, like why did I buy extra ice cream this week or whatever? You know, like why, why, why did I put myself that availability there? And one thing Mm -hmm. that like I've been blessed to do in my life that I have actually gained like so much spiritual insight with is I've worked with a dietitian because I have multiple health problems. Mm. And one of the things that we did for a while was her program called like the Daily Accountability Program. And I was I was her first client to do it with. She was like, you're the perfect one to experiment with. And I was like, oh, why not? <laughs> Glad I'm a real I, rat. I'm like, ooh, this is exciting. <laughs> and so what we did is every morning I would tell her my plan for food for the day. You know, and I'd be like, this is what I plan to do. This is like what I'm looking at doing. Mm-hmm. And then like sometime throughout the day, she would send like, okay, bro, why why are you planning to eat that? Or why are you planning to do that? You need to get some more exercising, girl. Or like, you need to like not put too high of expectations on yourself. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, I would respond again and be like, this is what I actually did, you know? And like sometimes coming like in shame almost of like, this is what I did. Please forgive me. Yes, But exactly. like starting starting the next day being like, all right, this is my plan for today. And it's like, I could have stayed still. I could have stayed in a place where I'm like, you know, I'm going to eat celery and peanut butter for my snack, but every day eating a snack of like some bluebell ice cream or something, you know? And like at times like that bluebell will hit the spot Mm -hmm. and it'll be perfect for what you need at that moment. But if I'm constantly doing that, like, and I'm like, and she's telling me daily, like Kayla, you need to stop this action. Then it's ultimately due to my inability to want to change and it's like i'm no longer allowing someone who i've allowed to speak into my life i'm no longer letting that conviction actually convict me to move forward so we get to this Mm -hmm. point where we become stagnant in our relationship with god and it's going to take our willingness to be like you know what i do want to take a step forward and leaning on that support that we have to be able to take that step because we have these people around us who can help us, who can push us forward. And my dietitian, like, I love her. I talked to her all the time. When I was on the island last year, Mm -hmm. I was always sending her stuff. I was like, dude, look at this food. This is so cool. Like (laughs) when I found out we had like 20 types of bananas on our island, I was like, this is wild. And just being able, like, even though she was like harsh at times, like I realized I don't have to come to her in shame. You know, Mm. I don't have to be shameful about not being perfect, but Mm -hmm. being willing to acknowledge my imperfection and be able to grow from it. Personally, I know I already said like I've struggled with like perfection as well. And um, sometimes it is hard to see the progress. And 
what I found is that people around me are who help me see my progress. Like, why are mm. you stressing about this? Like, do you see how far you've come? Or like, yeah. oh my goodness. Anyways, but in dealing with that perfection, I know recently I have taken on way too much. Like, I I have job after job and it's because I have a hard time saying no. But at the same time, close people around me, whether it's my parents or a friend, have been like, God will not give you more than you can handle. And while I love that, I've also been struggling with that. And I know, um, I know we were in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. Mm-hmm. And my Bible reads it a little bit differently, but I really liked how you read it from, was it the message, the message version? version? So I loved that. And what, what stood out to me was whenever you said, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So mm. ill-fitting. I like... At some points, that's easy to understand, meaning like, I'm not going to give you something you can't understand, you can't handle. Like, it will be, I don't want to say tailored to you because some some things we have to go through aren't going to be tailored to us. But I struggle with that because I know at least in the season of life I'm in and I know like, honestly, just college in general, but especially like junior and senior year, you have a lot on your plate. And I I know that I've been questioning lately God, I really don't think I can handle anything else. And then something else comes my way. And then I'm mm. like, is this your sign of me saying you can handle it? Or is this like, mm. or is this like an opportunity to say no? I don't know. Um, especially whenever they're awesome opportunities. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that just hit me. I was like, okay, especially when a lot of people are perfectionists and we want to say yes. And we know that God won't give us more than we can handle. But how do we... How do we balance that? How do we know, like, all right, Lord, well, bring it all on and I'm just going to do everything because obviously you wouldn't give me more than I can handle, but Mm. I don't know. I would say remind yourself that you're not God, first of all. Yes. (laughs) Because as a perfectionist, I think perfectionism ultimately is trying to bring yourself to the place where you can do everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And where you can, like, yes, like, I got this. Especially, like you said, those awesome opportunities Mm -hmm. and, like, I have such a hard time saying no. And girl, like there is times I'm like, uh, yes. Why did I say yes? yes. You know, like afterwards yeah. it's like, oh, that that's not. And it's mm-hmm. dealing with those yeses and sometimes even going back to those yeses and saying, actually, I think so-and-so might be better for this. Or like passing up opportunities that you're sometimes like, God, like was that an open door I was supposed to walk through? Exactly. Or am I like not supposed to? It's just like mm-hmm. that confusion of like, what am I truly supposed to be doing with my mm-hmm. time and with my energy? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. also like there's going to be some really good things in your life. And there's always going to be really good opportunities that sometimes you're still going to have to say no to. Like right now in the season of my life, I actually like I recently stepped down from my position at SLAD, which is mm-hmm. spiritual life and development here at S- Southwestern, because I am not in a position where I can fully dedicate my time to working on the missions program. Mm -hmm. And that breaks my heart because I love missions. I love people. But right now, that's not my best yes. Mm -hmm. And so learning to say, like, you know, this isn't the best thing for me. And I told Pastor Russ that. And he was like, yeah, like, step down. Like, And it it hurts because it's like, you know, I want to be that person. I want to be able to be up there and support. But it's like... Right now, I need to focus on my studies. I need to focus on my internship. Mm. I need to focus on other things. 
ultimately for my spiritual, mental, physical health. Because if I'm getting four hours of sleep a night and barely eating mm. anything because yeah, of no. how stressed I am, like, mm-hmm. how is that going to be better for me in my future career? What am I teaching myself for when I'm actually a pastor? What am yes. I teaching myself yeah. for when I look for a spouse or when I raise kids? Am I going to tell my children, yeah, it's okay this is if okay. you, like, barely live just to, like, please everyone else? Like, no, mm-hmm. like, honestly, how many people are going to care about that in the future just because you no. said no? And honestly, I have great respect for people who I ask questions that I actually, actually know I can't do that. And it's like wow how do you do that can i can i can i learn from you actually can you tell me how to say no like yeah and it's like okay like what is my best yes at this moment i like that the best yes yeah i know i've said it before in this podcast but one yes is a thousand no's yeah Mm -hmm. you know so as much as the things that we have to that we say yes to have to realize what we're saying no to right yeah we said yes to coming and recording this podcast Mm -hmm. now and there's a thousand other things that we could be doing Yes. Easily, yeah, right. Yes, we decided to set this time away, and for in some regards, the you know recording this podcast is a trivial matter. It could be done this afternoon or tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. like you know, but extrapolate that out into the real decisions that we make. Uh, it starts to become apparent that day to day decisions we make have effect on on what's coming down the down the pipe. And I also think it's interesting to think about how how much agency God gives us in our lives. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways we're all kind of recovering determinists. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> what yeah. I mean by that is the the determinism or double determinism is the idea that God directs every decision that's made yeah. in the mm-hmm. world. Right. And somewhere along the way we pick that up in our learning in church. It's like, oh, God's God's in control. He's the one that's directing it. If mm-hmm. anything happens, it mm-hmm. was because he wanted it to happen. It's like I don't think God desires um, the genocide of of thousands of people. Yeah. God does not desire um, someone to to be killed uh, with the need of their neck in the middle of the street. God does not desire those things. No. And so how do we reconcile that, right? And God gives humanity agency in decision-making. Yeah. And to the point of, oh, wow, this looks like a cool opportunity and a door's opened up for me. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes God sends us those that says, hey, you can go down that road and I'm going to walk with you down that road. Yeah, I'm going to continue to be faithful to you. And this isn't a decision that necessarily means that you're unfaithful to me, but here's yeah. an opportunity. You have the ability to choose that. What's really bad is when there's like three or four opportunities out on the table. Yes. And it's like, Which okay, one? God, but like for real, like <laughs> where do I need to go? Yeah. Sometimes you just want him to say, that's where I'm going to most bless you or that's where it's going to It's like, bro, yeah. you can just I wait do that. For that. Like, yeah, like, come on, God. Like, you yeah. laid these out, direct me. But it's like, no, like, sometimes he's just like, what's, what do you think is going to be your best yes? Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to bless you wherever you go. Like, mm-hmm. I think about, like, the choosing of college. Like, I don't know if oh, I'd be a theology yeah. major if I went to any other university, but mm-hmm. I also know God would have blessed whatever, like, I pursued. But I'm yeah. so thankful every day that I chose Southwestern and, like, I'm pursuing this calling right now because I'm like, wow, like, I feel so full of just like yeah. where like I'm at. But I also know if I had actually gone to union, which was where I was signed up for, mm-hmm. it would have been a blessing as well. And so yes. it's like, yeah. you know, exactly. like I'm thankful where I'm at. And like mm-hmm. also just acknowledging the choices and decisions you've made and not regretting the other things you could have gone, like those what ifs, mm-hmm. you know, because I often am like, well, what if I did this instead? Oh, like, I do that all the time. What if I hadn't <laughs> gone as a student missionary? What if I mm-hmm. hadn't like done this? And it's like, no, like, 
I can't change the circumstance no. and outcome now. Yeah. I can live in the present and I can be thankful for who I am today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think God has an ideal will for us though. Absolutely. Like, yes. When everything's taken into account, he's like, these are the best decisions that Michael can make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we'll but, see if he does. Yeah, it's <laughs> up to you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like how you point out he's still faithful along the way. Yeah. He's still faithful along the way. Uh, and I... I have a tweet pulled up on my phone that, <laughs> that from a uh, shout out to Benjamin Lundquist um, in his Rise and Lead podcast. But he makes the point, your devotional life does not determine God's faithfulness to you. Amen. Mm. God is faithful, full stop. Yeah, I love that. God is faithful. My wife will remind me often that one of my character flaws is my acute attention to being on time or early for any type of schedule event that I've had. And I've been slowly recovering from that in our marriage. And often in our spiritual life and as we walk in our everyday schedule, sometimes it can feel like we're late to something or maybe you feel like that we're early to something or maybe we're right on time. How does God's faithfulness make sure we're always on time even when we think we're running behind or not where we think we should be? How can we realize that we are continuing to progress and when we continue to progress in God's plan, that's actually the state of perfection even when we don't feel like it? had like these moments where I have like three or four doors open and I've gone home crying to my parents like can you make the decision for me because I literally cannot I am so bad at making decisions and like and the like automatically they're like have you prayed and I'm like yes and I don't know and my mom has actually begun to like try and teach me that sometimes they're all the right answer Mm-hmm. Sometimes God says, I've opened these doors for you. And like you guys said, I will bless you on each and every one of them. They will each be a different walk, but I'll still be with you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's his way of giving us the choice. And sometimes um, I was actually talking to Danae, who we had on um, last week, and something she said to me, I want to think more about it and process it more and like be able to implement it in my life. But she shared some wisdom And that was that sometimes by saying no, it's, it's a good thing in the way I'm like butchering what she told me, but she like, she has like such a way with words, but the whole idea is sometimes whenever we say yes, because we want to be a perfectionist for everyone around us, we're actually, we're actually maybe hurting somebody close to us or hurting somebody else's chance of being able to do that instead of us. You know, whenever we overextend ourselves and say yes to everything, but maybe we can't give the last thing on our to-do list 100%, somebody else could get that blessing and we're blocking them from that. And like, whenever she told me that, I was like, oh. So in some ways, whenever I'm saying yes, I'm almost being selfish because I'm like, no, I can do it. I want to do it. It's on me, nobody else. And then the way that she said that, I was like, Oh, yeah. that's a really cool way to look at it. And I feel I've I felt like that was more of like a sometimes I feel guilty for yeah. like having to say no because I'm like, well, they asked me. Yeah. But it's a way of being like, no, don't feel guilty about this. You're giving somebody else the opportunity to yeah. also have this blessing. Yeah. So that stood out to me. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I think I think to a certain extent, with certain things, a lot of people have the perfectionist issue. Mm-hmm. And the The main thing to take away from it is we are not perfect. God is, and we cannot be God. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Elevate Retake. Hope you enjoyed this conversation and we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you had an aha moment or something stuck out to you, or maybe there's even a question. Go ahead and click one of the links in the description, connect with us on Instagram or on Anchor and leave us a voice message. We would love to hear from you and engage with us in this podcast. And as always, thank you for sharing, even if it's just one person who may need to hear this message. It touched your heart and now you want to pass it on to someone else. We couldn't do that without you. So thank you for taking the prayerful time and consideration to see who this episode needs to be passed on to. We're going to continue this mini-series next week with Pastor Danny Verdugo, another one of our pastoral interns and students on our campus. And we look forward to diving into the deep and understanding a better connection with Jesus.